Welcome to the first uh, podcast of Sheev's Throne Room. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm joined by Adrian and Sean, who uh, I roped into doing this podcast with me, so let's let's get at her. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves and just give a brief uh, summation of how deep into Star Wars you guys have gotten. Oh, it wants to be brief? <laughs> well, as brief as you can. Sean, if you want to go first, you can. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go first. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, so I'm Sean. Um, and my brief summation of how far deep I am into Star Wars is probably not as deep as Cuck. But my introduction to Star Wars was when I was six, when the VHS copy of The Empire Strikes Back um, landed in my grandparents' video library. And I was scared to death um, of Darth Vader. And then discovered I really, really enjoyed lightsabers when the entire original trilogy re-released later on um, in the 90s. And then I dove headfirst into all things Star Wars when the prequels came out. And did everything from spending hours drawing Star Wars characters to reading obscure... Well, not really obscure, but like what I felt were obscure Star Wars novels like Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Um, and then I've just kind of casually followed it all the way up until current day. Hell yeah. That was brief. I was, no, I'm just was kidding. Brief as <laughs> brief as I, as I, like, I like get. the movies. <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> now, for me, um, I've probably just seen all nine of the movies that are out right now. Bits and pieces of the of Clone Wars, and that's it. <laughs> that's all I got for. See a oh yeah, of the shows. All the uh, non-canon stuff. The shows, the well, Mandalorian. Is, I mean, that oh, is yeah. canon. It is canon, but. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so you yeah, watch like Rogue One and Solo. And so Solo. I've seen Rogue One, Solo, and Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh yeah. I... So you've got the super fan who's cuck. Yeah. And then you have the casual fan who is Adrian. And then you have me somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for a good I'm time. When I see Star Wars. <laughs> basically, for me, as uh, I live and breathe it, there's basically there is no day that goes by that I'm not interacting with Star Wars in some shape or form. I literally fall asleep to Star Wars audiobook <laughs> every night. So <laughs> that's about my level for. Anyone for the one person that's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what I, I was like talking about doing this for about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. And finally, after the Mandalorian season two finale, I'm like, I just want to talk about Star Wars with my friends. I'm going to make this an excuse to make the podcast. So here yeah. we are. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a finale that was like worth worth talking about yeah. it was also a finale that was like it was a big enough finale that like this is going to kick off a this lot it's of... literally it's changed star wars the landscape yeah. of what star wars is going to be forever yeah i left it confused i don't know if it's because i don't know a lot about star wars um we, we can get into that also yeah. totally spoilers because if you're listening to a star wars podcast after a star wars show just finished airing uh what the hell are you doing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah just blanket spoiler warning because we're literally going to be sprinkling it throughout this entire episode i'm sure yeah yeah 
so what did you guys think of the uh, season two overall? Because I loved it. I thought it was better than season one, and I absolutely adore season one. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, not saying that season one was bad, but season one was amazing, but season two just like, topped it. Um, overall, was uh, you got a little bit of everything. We, we saw more of him, um, not with just Baby Yoda. That's his name, right? Baby Yoda? No. Grogu. We we got a name. Grogu. There name. you go. Yeah. <laughs> we got a name this time. Um, we saw more of him than just uh, him and Baby Yoda together. Fuck Grogan. I'm not gonna get. It. It's not Whatever. gonna come. Through. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun seeing just the Mandalorian doing stuff this season. Yeah, it was. I liked I liked season one. I liked season one because it felt like season one was all about us getting to know who this guy was. Uh, it felt like it was very much structured as a this is not Boba Fett. This is what a real Mandalorian is, which I felt I thought was actually good. Like that gave yeah. me enough context to go, okay, cool. This is where it is. I I I won't say I didn't have to Google how many like multiple times throughout the season exactly what the time period was that the Mandalorian was supposed to be happening in, because for whatever reason I just could not <laughs> keep it placed. This season I was it. much better. I was like, okay, I know when this is happening. But it still didn't prepare me for all of the very cool surprises. Like that's what I think season two was for me was it was it it was how it wove itself back into the overall um the bigger story that we've kind of had going for decades at this point. Yeah. And that's the part that I think I got excited about for this one was because we saw like uh, Ahsoka and you saw um oh, our so surprise at the very end of um, season two and uh, oh my God, well, even just, like little characters like Cobb Banth the fact that yeah. Cobb Banth is in the show I it blew my mind I'm like okay they're bringing in like a person that was literally in three chapters of a trilogy of books mm-hmm. into oh like, yeah like the fact that that happened on the first episode I'm like okay this is gonna be something crazy like they're they're literally grabbing from everywhere they can comics yeah. TV shows books I'm like okay this is like kind of set the stage for what Luke showing up at the end. Like you went yeah. everywhere, you went the gamut of Cobb Banth, who's literally, literally nobody knew to like the biggest, I would say the biggest person mm-hmm. you could bring into a show. After, after I watched that episode, I immediately came to you. I was like, who the fuck was that guy? Why was he <laughs> like, so cool? <laughs> it's the Marshall. Dude, he was awesome. Like it made me like, I want to see more of him. I, but... Yeah. I'm hoping cause they just announced uh, Rangers of the new Republic which mm-hmm. is going to be taking place kind of like coinciding with Mandalorian. I'm like, I want him to be in, in that show as a main, like, I don't care what anyone else says. I want that. Banth is, <laughs> him as uh, a main character. Not even, a, he doesn't even have to be a main character. Like just put him on the show somehow. Yeah. Yeah. He um, wasn't, he wasn't anyone that I really knew any more about than like a brief, like a name. <clears throat> I knew the name. That was it. And I knew that he was interesting, but it didn't really it didn't really sink in for me until I kind of looked into a little bit more of his backstory and then actually like kind of watched how the show kind of built those two episodes around him. I was like, okay, this this guy's this guy's good. He's a good character. There's there's potential here. Um but I think I think they they did that. They kind of set the stage in season two for just how far their reach goes when it comes to pulling in characters yeah. from the universe. And clearly if they're pulling Luke in then the doors are wide open for pretty much anybody at this point. Literally like, anyone. Like they, they could literally pull anyone in next 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 season. Like 
the the reintroduction of Boba Fett, like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's was, right up there with uh, like the reintroduction of Darth Maul. Yeah, like, honestly, when we realized was... that Darth Maul didn't die and Darth Maul comes back in, it, it was the same feeling for me, although bigger because Boba Fett was so much more a part of my childhood. So, like, seeing him show up was just mind blowing. It's just it opened up the last second half of season two yeah, to like it, a whole another level. Yeah, like for me. I love Boba Fett in Legends. He's like he was one of my favorite characters in Legends, but in canon, since Disney's taken over, have not cared about him. He's just kind of like the evil bad guy taking on bounties and stuff like that in the comics, and that's about it. That's all yeah. we got. And then finally, with this, I'm like, okay, they're actually going to be doing something interesting with Boba, especially like that the one episode. Uh, I think it was. I forget which the the tragedy that was what it was called when yeah. uh, the Robert Rodriguez directed one man when he drops well not even when he doesn't even have the suit of armor when he's just beating people up with the gaffy stick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah huge fan huge fan of Boba now I'm all for it I don't care what the book of Boba Fett is all I know is I'll be there for it exactly exactly i think and i think they knew that too like naming it specifically the book of boba fett and ending with that post credits shot well that was just with fennec I sitting mean, on this oh man it was yeah. so cool and yeah. fennec fennec is another one that they they killed in the same show and brought him back brought yeah. him back and I'm like, what? yeah now now is mainly for me and for anybody who may not be as into star wars now is the book of boba fett an actual book no, or so I think they just gave that title. It's unclear at this point. It's definitely not a book. It's a show, um, okay. but it's unclear at this point if it's Mando season three, mm-hmm. or if it's a separate show, or if it's gonna be something that's like Mando season three is happening. Let's say it comes out on Friday, and Book of Boba comes out on like Monday or Tuesday. That's that they'll be like swapping out. It's unclear. So I think we'll find that out soon because yeah. Yeah, they, we they have to know. They can't sit given, on that. What's up? Yeah, given given that they so given the way that they've kind of handled the naming of the different episodes. So we obviously each episode is a chapter. Yeah. And we know that this show is called The Mandalorian. <clears throat> um that would that would indicate to me that they're either making an entirely separate show called The Book of Boba Fett or Essentially, introducing a new a new show called the a spinoff, essentially uh, yeah. called the book of Boba Fett. I would love to see that. But I would love. I, it I almost don't. I know. I almost don't feel like it's going to be in addition to the Mandalorian. I feel like it might. I don't know. I don't know. I feel well, like just be its whole. They also continues. You know, a week the story before continue. this happened, they announced yeah. the the shows Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic, which take place at the mm-hmm. same time as Mando. They didn't want to mm-hmm. spoil the book of Boba Fett during the uh, press conference. So my theory is that it's all going to be happening at the same time, and they're because they already said it, they're going to do like this big mashup at the end for all these shows to be like an Avengers level kind of thing. Um, mm. So that that's my theory is it's going to come out the same time as Mando, and they're basically going to be interlocking stories but separate in their own right that's my that's what i think is going to happen i feel like the way they ended it it was just their way of just saying this is how we're ending and this is how the book of boba fett is going to start pretty much here yeah 
which is kind of cool because if you if the show just comes out of nowhere without seeing an ending like that we're just like okay it's, it's just there but because we saw like the last few episodes with Boba Fett in there we're just like okay we have an idea of who he is and how he could be and then we know he took control of uh, what Jabba's was that old place pa- called Jabba's, Jabba's yeah Jabba's mm-hmm. killed Bim that was really Jabba. interesting yeah <laughs> That was it. Boba, I thought you were dead. My ass. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Uh, what was your guys' – I would say, like, what was your top three moments in this season, do you think? Adrian, you go first. Oh, damn. Uh, definitely Sokotoa. Uh, so- Sokotana. How's that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mine sounds cooler. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure what you said is like an island off in Hawaii or something. It probably <laughs> is, dude. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't know these names. Or like but Bionicle. Yeah, her... <laughs> <laughs> Bionicle character name. Crossover right there. Yeah. I'm not going to try saying the other names that I'm thinking of. Uh, for sure, her and um, the sheriff, or what's his name? Marshall. Alvin. There you go. He was dope too. And uh, what was the other part? I actually have the episodes up right here. Honestly, just no. Yeah. I don't know my third one, honestly. Yeah, probably have to come back to that one. Because like learning his name and just the in-depth that we got with, with her in that series. I feel like it's, it was also like an introduction to her and how we may see her act in her show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that. I'm trying to think of the third one still. Sean can fill in until I figure that out. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I think my favorites. This one this one's tough because there's a lot. There was a lot in there that was just it was just very very good. Uh, but for season two, I think probably kicking it off with like the crate dragon. You always hear about crate dragons, mm-hmm. and you never actually get to see one. Um, and I felt I don't know I don't know why that was such a big deal for me. Um, but like seeing a crate dragon and like having a whole episode just kind of builds around how huge this thing was was very cool. Um, that one, like that whole, the whole episode really got the whole season, you know, season off for, to a good start for me. So that was definitely a, uh, definitely a a top moment for me. Second one was probably, probably Ahsoka Tano. Um, I think knowing that she was going to be on, it wasn't as much of a surprise, uh, which I'm a little bit disappointed by. I, I, I kind of wish that seeing those the leaks white lightsabers appear out of the mist probably would have been enough to just really make me lose my mind um but it was still very cool to see her brought to life by rosario dawson i I, as much as i'm kind of like conflicted on that one it was still very cool to see her look like ahsoka tano um and it did just feel like a very rich episode um that just had a lot of her in it um uh, i was very very happy with that whole episode um and then the third one would have to be the moment when i saw the black glove on the hand holding a green lightsaber 
Um, <laughs> I think I <laughs> told you guys. Uh, I made a sound that I was not in control of in any way, shape, or form. When I saw that on the TV, I just, I lost my mind. <laughs> I lost my mind because I didn't think that they would actually bring Luke into yeah. the series. I didn't think that was even an option. Like most shows stay as far away. Like you look at like um, a lot of Marvel's uh, Marvel and DC's like, you know, side character superhero shows. Like they don't really bring in the big guys very often. Like um, occasionally you'll get maybe a hint. Uh, really, they don't do they don't do much with with the with the main the main superheroes and it's kind of what i thought was going to happen with this one i felt like it was just going to be a sideshow and we were going to get hints of like some of these bigger characters um and then they dropped that in there and yeah yeah that was that was a and that was a moment that just kept giving and giving and giving because you knew that they were they were gonna one you knew that everything was going to be okay but two you knew that this meant that um one of the younglings who'd been who'd escaped the, from the temple when uh, Anakin went nuts um, was now being essentially brought back into the Jedi Order by the son of the guy who killed all of the younglings yeah, and the droid so who layers. would have known him. So many layers. Yeah. That scene. So many layers. God, it was it was just it was so good. There were so many points right there. I was just kind of that, that one that whole scene from the moment you realize it's Luke all the way until he disappears was just. That was amazing. Yeah. Did anybody like think that that was going to happen? There, there, everybody's like, I mean, there's only a couple Jedi out there. It's probably Luke, mm-hmm. but there's no way they're going to bring on Luke. There's no way. Yeah. That yeah, was most was... people's reaction. Like it, even me, it was like, I'm like, it, Luke is the only one that makes sense, but there's no way they're going to bring on Luke. They're, they're going to yeah. bring in something else. They're going to, I will say, like, would be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say he looked. It looked really funny seeing that character in there, because um, obviously it wasn't Luke. I mean, but it was Mark like Hamill. The, it was Mark. It Hamill. was him. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that, but it's just his it's just, voice and his likeness, but definitely on yeah. a body double. It just looked different. It looked odd seeing it like that, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. No, I'm curious. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think that that this body double? was better than what we've seen prior to in like rogue one uh um, yeah no the technology was already Rays. better yeah yeah, yeah like, rogue one was already like what five years ago something like that four years yeah yeah like i think the last time we saw any de-aging in terms of disney was um samuel jackson in in captain marvel oh, that wow. was that was I mean, the last time that was the last one, and even then he was like he just make up up a bit, and then it wasn't too bad. Um, but the full on would have been Rogue One, Rogue One with Peter Cushing and uh, Leia, with Tarkin and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, um, just to go back real quick to the third point, unless yeah. we were still no, yeah, discussing. No, go ahead. Uh, it was episode. It was chapter two, or chapter ten. Um, it was the second episode with the spider. Uh huh. Uh, for me, mainly like visually, like just seeing that whole battle scene with the spider, well, getting there and fighting it was just—it was pretty dope. Some alien. And it's going. so uncomfortable <laughs> throughout the whole thing. I, was, oh, I hated it, but I loved it. I think so. My three. Um, the first one is Cobb Vance showing up, like the, him going up, pulling off the helmet and seeing. Oh, I'm, I'm like, 
the fact that they brought him in is so cool to me. Uh, and, and like side note, like side point, the fact that he has uh, Anakin's pod racer as a speeder, I'm like that is the coolest thing. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I think the, my favorite scene it might be even like my favorite Star Wars scene is in the second to last episode with Bill Burr of all people, uh, at sitting at the table talking about mm-hmm. Operation Cinder and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, the yep. fact that Bill Burr gives like some of the best acting Star Wars has ever seen, I'm like, that's insane to me. Surprising, too. Surprising. Like, you watch his eyes, you could see him getting mad, but also like sad at the same time without moving his face. I'm like, yo! That was a badass scene. Yeah, and it was very, like, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, <laughs> yeah. the last one would be Luke. Like, when... Uh, so they're like sitting in the in the command center there, and they're like a lone X-wing showed up. I'm like, oh cool, the X-wing. Where's the rest of them? Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh! And I just mm-hmm. started laughing. I like I was I curled up in my chair and I started laughing. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. <laughs> and then like uh, R2 shows up, and I'm like, ah! It, just everything about that was. So good, so good. Um, and I also love that Luke wasn't there to. He's like, I'm building a new order. Come join me. He was literally there to the help. Grogu called out for help, and that was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what Luke is. And then I mean, there's talks online that it like totally goes against what Last Jedi is. I'm like, nah, that's exactly what Luke did in Last Jedi too. He gained back. Ray taught him back his thing, and he went to help. Ah, oh, it was so mm-hmm. good. I just. Well, Mark Hamill's even had a couple of interviews where he talked about how um, the the Luke that he played in the final three was a very different Luke yeah. than what we had thirty years in the dinner. middle three. Yeah, well, I mean, it, Luke Luke is always the one who never is never going to back away from something. He's never going to he's never going to shut down and and you know hide away because something got difficult. Um, so he had a very hard time playing Luke in the last three movies until he kind of changed in his head that, well, maybe he was playing a, a different version of Luke. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't the Luke Skywalker that we were used to. And I honestly, hearing him say that he had a hard time playing Luke in those last three because the character seemed so different than what we knew made a lot of sense to me, kind of almost validated my feelings a little bit in how I feel about those last three movies, which we do not have to get into. Um, but like just hearing him say like, it's not the same character. Um, it's not the same character that we, you know, we expected. Um, well, it's very much made sense. I'm not the same person I was when I was a five-year-old. Like just that it's just how life happens. Right. Yeah. We see that we see these characters from most people, most of them from like birth till death. So it's like, yeah, of course we're only going to get snapshots of their whole life. (laughs) Mm hmm. Didn't we at at some moment during the Return of the Jedi series, didn't didn't Luke talk about something that he tried to um, to train people again and it didn't go so well? What are you talking? Are you like in Rise? Of- I mean, he did. He did train people. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I, I remember something from one of Help the shows. Just them all. Yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, but uh. I don't know if at some point he was telling, um, fuck, what's her name from 
right? Yeah, I don't know if he was telling Ray at some point, like, it just, it was like, he tried to train more and then it didn't work, succeed, so he, that's why, was one well, of the reasons like, why he left. He left yeah, he was rebuilding the Jedi Temple. Yeah, mm -hmm. he left because Which is, Kylo, yeah. uh, well, so, a little bit of lore. The, yeah. uh, the Kylo Ren comic goes into what actually happened that day. Uh, mm -hmm. So Luke sent darkness in Kylo, thought, oh no, he's going to be another Vader. Moment of weakness, turns on his lightsaber. He's not going to swing, but that was the moment he needs. Ben fires back, force blast, and then uh, side sidebar, the uh, Snoke slash Palpatine blows up the Jedi Temple somehow with the force. All the Jedi that are... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Palpatine and Snoke. Um, oh. And then the the remaining Jedi that are alive see what see that Luke is supposedly dead because he's buried under rubble in Ben's hut. Blame Ben. He goes on the run and then hunt. They hunt him down. But because they are hunting him down, that turns them away from the Jedi Order. And the, uh, previously they had run into the Knights of Ren, and so he runs to the Knights of Ren slash Snoke. So that's a very summarized version of it but basically it was like he said he said she said of uh who killed the jedi or right. it wasn't actually ben he killed some of them because they came and attacked him but yeah that's that little... ties that ties a lot of that, that that part of the story was definitely one did not know that because i i'm still operating off of a lot of um now not canon knowledge from the original sequel you know, lore. Um, but that was one thing that just did not, I'd never it had that. It should have been mind. explained you know, in the movie, honestly. It really should have been. Yeah, I feel like they I feel like they missed an opportunity there to really sell us on why Kylo went bad and went so far bad to really kind of help sell the whole hero redemption story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh yeah, we could talk about sequels a in a different episode, I think. I, we Definitely. Um, because like I can, I think my so my opinion of it is in, as individual movies they're great as a whole sequel they're not great. Yeah, like a whole trilogy they're not great. But and then it ties yeah. back to like look at Mandalorian, they're they have a clear plan of what they're doing. Like they knew Luke was going to be in the show. They knew Ahsoka was going to be the show. Mm -hmm. Hell, they knew Boba was going to be the show when they made the show. They're like, ah, we're going to do this as a gateway for Boba. Yep. Like, so cool. they they had a plan for this and it and it shows like I wasn't a fan of uh, I w had you asked me at the beginning of the season if I wanted Luke in the show I would have said no because I'm like I don't want everybody knowing everybody but it made sense for the story yeah so that's yeah especially uh, on like how do we get rid of Grogu because like, at some point Grogu has Grogu's story has to end. Just and the purely from a, just purely from a uh, perspective of both of these characters need to grow and they need to separate from each other at one point to, mm -hmm. to grow. Even it would have been so weird if we got one more season with Grogu. I would have been like, just and, and I think he'll write him off. Yeah. And I think yeah. he'll he be might back. be. Yeah, I'm for sure. I don't think he was at the temple when it blew up. I think he's back. That's there. that's why I brought it up because I was like. So does something happen to Grogu? That would be interesting. Listen, he survived one temple massacre. He survived another one. <laughs> Honestly, he's so fucking tiny. Literally, he's gonna have like 
<laughs> he had Anakin texting him, being like, "Don't show up to temple today." And then he got Kylo. Then <laughs> <laughs> got Kylo saying, "Don't show up to temple today." He's like, "God damn it, freaking Skywalkers!" <laughs> and then Ray will find him, and be like, "I'm Ray Skywalker." And he's no, no. <laughs> Wait, isn't uh, no? Never mind. I'm not gonna bring that up. <laughs> 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 we'll save so it for I'm next time we talk like, about the trilogy. Like, do we think like do we think that's why that's why maybe the Mandalorian is I don't want to say ending but like do we think that maybe that's why the focus is shifting over to like Boba Fett now because we're going to see maybe maybe the Mandalorian is more of a side character in a shift in the story towards Boba Fett. I don't think so. Um no. No, I think I think Mandalorian will stick stay with Mando and it'll be more dealing with uh the fact that he's technically the leader of Mandalore, and mm-hmm. and we'll then we'll get a separate show. That I think it's it would be too hard of a cut. As much as most people would be like, yeah, Boba Fett's cool. I think they want to stick with Din for a while and mm-hmm. deal with the politics of my the whole Mandalore thing and have make Mandal Boba Fett his own show, and then they'll all intersect at some point. That's kind of how I was thinking uh, the next season or two, depending on how long they want to stretch it for Mandalorian. Because now we need to know, I guess, who's going to rule Mandalorian, all the Mandalorians and their planet. Technically, and it's supposed to be Din. <laughs> like, he technically dis- what? He's, technically, it's Din because he disarmed uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah. You know, and, no, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's that. I feel like they could stretch that out and they could have a whole thing oh, of yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Well, then there would be not a wanting conflict, to be conflict between if, him and Bo-Katan. Which is yeah, cool because he doesn't want to be ruler. He doesn't give a shit. And she and she wants to. Exactly. Because so, she had the dark I, side I, at one I, point. I think Boba Fett will probably either we see him for a bit in the next season, or he just leaves, or we just don't see. Oh, him I think they will. I, I think just their stories are going to intersect. Literally, it's going to be like one one week we get even. It might even be like one episode is this week is Mandalorian, next week is Boba. Next week is Mandalorian. Next week is Boba. Like they just kind of. But would they have that within the Mandalorian show, or would no. they just say, "Here's another show"? But every other week you're gonna yeah, get exactly. a different one. Every yeah. other week we get a different one. That's where I think they're gonna go with yeah. it. I mean, that would help extend the 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 exposure and the general you know chatter about the franchise. Not that people aren't talking about Star Wars every day of the week already. <laughs> um, but like having having two active shows going for a longer period of time would actually be smart on their part. Like it unfortunately means that we're like having to wait for a longer period of time to like mm-hmm. finish out that show, you know, each well, show. And, unless they serve each other though. That's what I'm saying is going to happen. Right. Right. I could right. see them starting out like that, but then I could see them just for the first season, I can see them doing that. And then for the second season, you see just Mandalorian for not just him, but like well, they kind of branch out. Of their stack. But they might just do Mandalorian season, and then when the Mandalorian season ends, they bring in the book about the, the Bobo series. Yeah, well, I can see they just what they did with uh, Punisher and Daredevil season. That's two. what I was thinking. Like, yeah. just kind of they introduced him in season two, ironically, season two of this show, and then branch him out into his own thing, and then yeah. but also have it like intertwined with how the story is going, and then eventually they just kind of go off and do their own thing. That's where that's I how I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Anyway, I'm excited. Like I, I'm fine with whatever they do. Literally, mm-hmm. whatever they do, I'm, I'm happy because <laughs> yeah. the, clearly they're like, oh yeah, we can literally do whatever we want in the show, and it'll be good. Yeah. 
I mean, at this point, I, I never, never thought I would say it, but I'm actually kind of happy that Disney bought them out. Oh, I'm uh, very this is, happy. This is the moment. This is my validation. I've been saying. Yeah. Like, when yeah. The moment it was announced, I was still in high school. When they announced Disney was taking over, I said friends were like, oh, it's going to be the death of the series. There's going to be new movies and stuff like that. I'm like, no. It was that long ago? It was Damn. a long time ago, yeah. And I'm like, no, there's going to be a time when it's going to be the golden age of Star Wars purely because they're <laughs> pumping out so much content. And this is, is it. it. And now we're, I think we're getting into it. Purely with how yeah. many. <laughs> there's 10 new Star Wars shows coming out next, like in the next mm. two years. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy from where they went with the the new trilogy to this. I was I was so disappointed with it with that trilogy. And I think I just, yeah, at this point, I'm like, <sighs> that was the plan. Maybe they were like, we we just got to give we got to give like a 36 year gap in the timeline of Star Wars. Uh, I guess we'll make some movies. And then because mm-hmm. I think yeah. the really good ones are like Rogue One and Solo. Those are oh, both really I think those are the movies. Um. But then they're like, okay, cool. We have 36 years of playground that we could just do whatever the hell we want. And it's like, while, while we were rushing out these movies, we were making good shit. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're like starting up next, uh, in a couple of weeks, they're starting up the High Republic, and then we're getting a show in the High Republic. I'm, it's, I'm so excited for that. It's so excited. And apparently, like, all the reviews for the new High Republic stuff is like, it's phenomenal. I didn't know what was coming out, but I'm glad you do know. <laughs> I didn't know any of this shit. Well, there's, a, you new, there's a new show there's... coming out called The Acolyte. That's going to be a dark side story that yep. takes place 50 years before Phantom Mass. Honestly, like... after seeing Mandalorian stuff, I'm excited for anything Star Wars related coming out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, we've been in, we've been in kind of a glut of really good Star Wars stuff lately. Like we had, uh, we've had good Star Wars games. Uh, like yeah. Yeah. finally got much... good Star Wars games. Yeah, this this is stuff this, this is stuff that has been built and you know and head headed up by people our age who grew up watching Star Wars, loving Star Wars and making it, you know, their own passion project. And I think that's now starting to be seen more like in the past we've just had we've had, you know, games and stuff. Like just just a lot of stuff that was Star Wars related. That was just kind of made because you know it was a good money opportunity for a lot of these companies that wanted to sell this yeah. franchise. That's and true. now we're starting to get into the period where the Star Wars fans have grown up, and they're starting to make stuff that fits the the narrative. It's essentially what's happened with Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter's been taken over by the fans, and no one gives a flying yeah, fuck what happened to J.K. Rowling. We don't give a shit. We don't need yeah, her anymore. Yeah, yeah. She gave us the characters. She gave us an amazing world. We took that and we said, fuck you and your transphobia. We're going to go ahead and take Here's these our characters. Story. We're actually fantastic characters and we're going to like make them our own. And that's what's going like. That's we're getting to that point now where like the fans have grown up and the fans have taken over. And you've got people like Dave Filoni who are, you know, passionate, passionate fans. Literally trained by George Lucas make. how to make it. Yeah. 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 These are people like Cuck who... Uh like andrew who <laughs> breathed with star wars yeah yep. for their entire lives so now they're going to show us what they've been breathing uh, i'm literally legitimately like after after that episode I, I i was watching obviously like reading all the books and comics and all, all the shows and stuff before that and I, would, I would still do that but now i'm more excited about i i'm probably the most excited i have been about star wars since the force awakens got announced yeah. Like when the Force Awakens got announced, I was like, "Yes, this is the greatest." Yeah. Thing. But now I'm like, "This is a whole other thing." Yeah, it does feel like Phase Two. Of yeah, the re the re the reviving of Star Wars. 
I'm happy. Legitimately happy. Yeah. I think we we talked about our predictions a little bit of what season three is going to be. We're... Bro, I'm excited. Fuck, I gotta wait for a whole year. I know. What, December, December 2021? Fuck. Yeah, because everything kind of got pushed back because of the pandemic. Dating yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the end of 2020, the worst year on record. Yeah. Hopefully. So far. So far. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. No, I think I think I think I, I think the next year will be good. Money, it'll let us cool down a little bit. Um, I I never really mind that period of wait. Like I do mind, obviously, the period of waiting between you know one series and another. Um, but I feel like it's worth it so far, and that that's when I know that the wait is okay. It's like when so far everything has been prime quality. It's okay. Like I felt that way about about uh, Game of Thrones. Like. You knew that the wait was going to be long. Like it was going to be like we waited what two years at one point for. And it was almost always worth it. It was almost always worth it, right up until the last season. Right until the uh, until they jump shut the we Star Wars and then we don't. Oh no, we're not going to Star like, Wars. But the comparison, the comparison is important because you know it's like, it's like, uh, it's a really good. Oh, what am I trying to say here? It's a really good comparison between like what you will do to wait for a really good show like that's the important that's 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 what's important now like we now know that we can wait because it's going to be okay when we actually get it yeah uh, so i'm excited it'll be a year but well, it'll be a good year and even then we got uh we got like bad batch coming out in like february march so it's not yeah. like we're not going to get new shows yeah i was just going to say that like in the meantime we're going to get other star wars stuff so yeah. we got stuff to like keep busy and at least we at least got one more coming uh, coming out this next year so we got bad batch and then mando season three and book of boba whatever that yeah. it looks like um yeah, whenever that is coming out <laughs> and then after the next year after that hypothetically we have the kenobi series we have cassie and andor mando season <sighs> four uh bad batch season two i'm assuming like it's literally gonna kick off and there's so yeah. much coming and i'm excited about it yeah, and the games apparently like uh, Matt Martin from uh, he's part of the story group. Kind of they kind of like shepherd the story and make sure like little story details aren't um like contradicting each other, each other and stuff like that. Right. He said right. he is this is the most excited he's been about uh, Star Wars gaming since two thousand five. Um, with stuff that hasn't been announced yet that it's coming up that's supposed to be in the next year and a half. And Commandos. Literally, no, right? in 2005, Commandos. 2005 was the year that Commando came out. Um, Battlefront 2 came out. A bunch of Lego Star Wars. The first Lego Star Wars came out. But I'm saying another Commandos is coming out. I, I would, I I'm want so fucking... The, like, uh, the composer said he used the song again, so I'm like, please. Bro, please. come on. That's all I want. It's going to be the first Star Wars game I play again. I am, <sighs> I am, I am ready for more Star Wars games. I... There's been very little that has up until just here recently with uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah, Fallen Order kind of Fallen Order, Fallen Order so kinda good. Took, the, took yeah, it took it took over. It 100 percent took over. Like if I had uh, like a favorite Star Wars game up until that point, uh, it was probably Rogue Squadron because when Rogue Squadron was out on the N64, I was I was a very happy kid. But there were a lot of other ones, like a lot of the really now terrible looking pod uh, games that they had. Pod racer, pod racer. So God, bad, pod so much fun. So, it was so bad, but so good. 
<laughs> but yeah, wait like, from the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I love that game. Yeah, it's so good. Game. It's so but it's like love that game. game. Yeah. I still have it, dude. It's on Switch now. <laughs> the, is it? Oh, yeah, it, it is available. It is available. Ooh. Bam. Ooh. <laughs> no, that we we had some we had some good ones. Like they weren't all like like I said before, they were very much different companies trying to cash in on a really lucrative yeah. franchise. And then we got Fallen Order, which was fans making a game that fit into the Star Wars universe. And it, it was, was a, a love letter project. to every part of Star Wars. Exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, like, that's one of my biggest gripes with the sequel trilogy. Is it kind of not even not the sequel trilogy? J.J. Abrams' uh, sequel trilogy. He just goes like, "Oh yeah, only the originals are what I care about." Whereas, yeah. whereas Ryan Johnson actually like uh, referenced Sidious and the takeover of the of the Empire and stuff like that. Stuff for the prequels. Uh-huh. Um, and Fallen Order was a perfect example of that. It was like you had the the weight of the lightsaber was very much the original trilogy, but it still did the flourishes of a prequel. It was, uh, it was yep. little details. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was good. I'm excited for more of that. Like it, I think we're going to see a lot of that over the next few years. And I'm excited that Disney's actually pumping money into this. Like, I think this will be, their investments this will be like the second out. golden age. They got to know it's their gold mine. Like this is, this oh, is yeah. their gold mine. And all the merch they can make from all this? Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Merch. I mean, that's what George Lucas made all his money off was merch. Easy money. <laughs> like, when, Easy he, uh, money. when he sold, not sold the rights, but sold the, the script to Fox, uh, he made the deal that he got all the merchandising uh, <laughs> profit. And they're like, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. That's the, mo- the money's in the ticket sales. He's like, cool. Yes. And he, he literally used what all the merch he made from... Uh, from New Hope, he funded Empire. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, by himself. Yeah, mer- the amount of merch they're going to be get making is insane. I mean, my room is littered with Star Wars Lego. They have me. No, <laughs> I don't believe it. What? You just have like a pictures, right? Yeah, <laughs> just pictures. posters, just so. posters, <clears throat> and a Lego set or two, or two. Or five thousand. Oh, I just burped. Very professional. <laughs> Very professional. Anyway, I think that's a good place to stop. That was it's a good forty-five minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining. Whoever ends up actually listening to this, but this is the first episode of She's Throne Room, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.